Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bloom the Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Season 2. We are all so happy that you guys have joined us for another episode. We're super happy to get into this one. It's going to be a good time. If you guys are new here, I am your host, Donovan, and I'm here with the one and only co-host, Ashley. And we are the dynamic duo of Christian Podcasting. <laughs> I just uh, self, <laughs> I just uh, self-proclaimed that right there. Exactly. We've been working on our humility lately, guys. So you know, we're just trying to take that route. Um, but anyways, <laughs> getting getting up straight into the show. Um, if you guys missed last week's episode, we talked about preferences in different areas of life, whether it be relationships, churches, friends, family, all these things. And we t- kind of talked about the place that they have in our lives and if they align with scripture. So if you guys didn't check that out, make sure you do. The link will be in the description. We also put a poll on our Instagram about what your guys' thoughts on preferences are. So if we get some interesting responses from you guys, we will definitely do a part two of that episode and see exactly what you guys had to say on the matter. Um, but yeah, jumping straight into today's episode, we have an interesting one, one that I've actually been wanting to talk about for a little bit now. It's been on my mind just in conversation and, um, different situations that I've been in. And that's going to be the topic of personality tests, personality quizzes, personality types, and all of these different ones. I mean, there's Miles Briggs isn't the only one, especially in the church. Um, Enneagram is another really popular one. Um, I forget what my Enneagram I feel score like those was. Two ones. I actually haven't done that. You never done Enneagram? Enneagram is basically like Miles Briggs or Myers Briggs, only a little bit more simplistic. So basically, it's just a ranking one through nine, and each number represents a different personality type. Or like different person, yeah, basically a different personality All right, type. I'll do that later. Yeah, I think <laughs> I I forget what I got. I think I was like a six or something. Interesting. You can retake it. I'm gonna have to retake it. I yeah. know it wasn't accurate. Those but- two though, I know are like the ones that are acceptable. Like in the oh, someone's texting me. I know those two ones are the acceptable ones. Yeah. Within the Christian realm, because it's not like it's not like the signs like. It's not astrology. Yeah, like astrology. But in a similar sense, they're very similar. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. But I'm saying within the Christian realm, they don't really think that it is. Yeah. So it's the acceptable version of it. Yeah. And this conversation can definitely take many forms. There's definitely a lot of viewpoints on these. I think there's the main popular ones. And then I think there's the ones that kind of get shelved because of closed mindedness. So we're going to try and open that box a little bit and try and talk about the different applications, purposes and benefits or potential negatives to Mm -hmm. uh, these things that we've widely adopted in the church for a number of different reasons. So I'll pass it off to you first. When you hear people talking about Enneagrams, Myers-Briggs, any of those personality tests or anything that has to do with like either knowing more about yourself or examining others and like all these things, what are your first initial thoughts and you know, what are your, yeah. What are your first initial thoughts when you hear people talking about it or you see it or whatever it may be? It honestly leaves the same impression as if someone was like, I'm a cancer. Like it really, it doesn't, it's not any different to me really. Okay. Um, and I kind of just think like, 
I don't know. It's hard to like explain the vibe I get, but it's definitely <laughs> like kind of like that basic Starbucks girls like what comes to mind. Yeah. <coughs> I got COVID and texting, you know, like yeah. <laughs> all the things that y'all want to hear in your ear while we're podcasting. I don't think um, I can actually hear that, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of what comes to mind is just like this really like basic girl who's like, I'm a Virgo, just in a different form of like telling me about herself. Like, I just don't get the need to like tell somebody mm-hmm. that like it kind of feels like in that moment they're trying to justify something. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Astrology is a whole nother thing that I we're not going to get into. I don't I don't think we need to clarify any, any thoughts on astrology. I think that that kind of is its own thing. Um, but when it comes to Enneagrams, Myers-Briggs, all these things, I think my question is my this year is my always my first thought because I'll have people ask me like, oh, what's your uh, Enneagram? What's your type or whatever? It's like if it was real you wouldn't need to ask me what it was. And that's where I always get hung up because I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. If we're, if we're using these as a template and we're saying that these things are accurate and that they're real and that they have real application to them, the proof of that would be in the fact that I can meet you and I can identify whatever it is your number is or your letters are. in the course of a conversation with you and i think that's where we kind of lead people astray with these things is because it seems so personal but it's really not and like it's it's kind of deceptive almost and i'm not too sure and kind of what i want to jump into which i think is the most important part of the conversation is the application that people Mm -hmm. use with these tests and these quizzes and personality types what have you seen as far as the way that people use them and do you think that they're good or bad i think a lot of people use it to understand their spouses or family better like Mm -hmm. to understand the way compatibility yeah the way their brains work i know Uh it's used in the workplace as we talked about earlier yeah um i know people did it for school and just like in general so it's used in a lot of ways and the the whole work thing that people do that to get jobs kind of like boggles my mind (laughs) like i was not expecting that it's basically like a lazy interview yeah like it's way more used than i thought it was yeah like i thought that was just kind of a thing girls do for fun but like i didn't realize that was like well i think that is an important thing to note is i think that girls are a lot more into it than guys are you know i would say that but i have met some men that are that are into that i have as well but i think the mass populace of who these things target i think is female i feel like within the christian realm guys aren't into it as much i feel like in the world I think that may be true. There may be more populace of people in the world that are with it because they don't know any better. Your soulmate. So like you, the guy also is. But also in a very real sense, a guy doesn't care. Like if a guy sees, if a (laughs) non-Christian guy and same in Christian, honestly, this is something that's not going to change. If a guy sees a girl that he thinks is really pretty and he wants to meet her, if she tells him, oh, our our letters aren't compatible, he's not going to (laughs) care. He's going to be like, okay, and are we doing this or not? So I think there's, okay, I'll rephrase a little bit. I think guys use it and have done it and believe in it, but their stock is not as much in it 
right as i think some is as it is for most females that are into it that's true yeah but yeah continue you're saying application for work relationships family yeah it's definitely way more used than i thought and i just don't get why people think that that's a better way to get to know someone than to just talk to them yeah like i feel like everyone's like oh social media like is changing these kids you know like (laughs) they just can't talk to anybody like they're texting doing this this and that but i'm like honestly like the real problem is like stuff like this where it's like you don't really need to talk to me like just get to know me by looking at my quiz you know like Mm -hmm. i feel like that is like what's wrong with gen this generation not social media i mean social media obviously has its part but yeah, I feel like those things play a really big part into things. I think that one of the biggest problems with this is the identity that people hold. Be- and shout out to Shay and Michelle. We love them. Pantry Podcast. I was listening to them and they had a phenomenal guest on their show um, last week about who was talking about a similar topic. They're talking about Enneagrams and they brought up the amazing point of like, why are we putting so much identity into these quizzes and into these tests like Mm -hmm. our identity is in the lord and we should be constantly trying to reform ourselves to the image of christ and what scripture says and aligning ourselves with these things Mm -hmm. so i think the big problem for me a lot of times um kind of like they had mentioned is we're pulling our identity away from our identity in christ and placing it into the self-fulfilling prophecies of these quizzes that tell us how we're supposed to act and what our tendencies are even if they're not exactly true because we actually took these quizzes before we started not the enneagram but we did the myers-briggs one and me and donovan are the same person apparently yeah we're the exact same well i mean first of all they say there's 16 personalities for all 8 billion people in the world which is just an absolute heresy that's ridiculous (laughs) So just in that sense, well, the last letters, the different. probability of us getting the same personality type is extremely high just based right. off the number that there's only 16 to start with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's definitely it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, oh, also shout out to Nikki. The hubs was saying that um the people who use it for jobs mm-hmm. that they found it to not be effective that there's been studies that said it was not effective using that method to get to yeah. people that way and that is because like we've all been talking about we've had this conversation obviously before the podcast yeah but what we've been saying is is you put in the quiz what you want to believe about yourself and the quiz gives you the answer that you want because you answered all the questions on how you want to be perceived. Like Mm -hmm. you view yourself a certain way. Like I could be like, I'm an introvert and everybody around me would be like, no, you're not. What are you talking about? But if I view myself that way and answer the questions that way, then a completely different person is going to come out in those answers. 100%. And like, again, it's, (laughs) it's this whole identity thing where it's like, we have these traits that we associate ourselves so strongly with. Mm-hmm. And we want the validation and affirmation of those traits. Right. And we're going to answer the questions in a way that yields results to those traits. Mm-hmm. So if I believe that I'm a super moral superior person and I think I just am always trying to do the right thing. And I just really care about other people. I'm going to answer the questions in a way that builds myself up in a way that just shows me to be a super compassionate super caring just always wanting what's best for others and those may not even be bad traits or traits that i don't have right like i may have some of those traits in me 
but I'm associating so strongly. I'm just look, putting everything through that lens. And then when you get the affirmation from the test, like, yes, this is how you are, then it's just like, this makes sense. Yes, this is who I am. It's you almost like... into it. Yeah, it's almost like... And this is why the movies that are so popular for teens and young adults are the uh, movies like Hunger Games, Hogwarts, uh, Divergent, because they all have that, e- that essence of you belong to a group. You are a part of Tribe 12. Or you're a part of the, I forget what the divergent ones are, but it's yeah. like, there's all these it's different the groups thing. and homes and your Hogwarts versus Hufflepuffs. Like we want to associate with groups. And I think these personality tests give us a very easy way to be like, oh, you're an ENFJ. I'm an ENFJ too. Like, no wonder we get along so well. Mm-hmm. Like there's this just sense of putting people in these groups and labels that even though in today's society, we are always talking about how we're individuals. We still so strongly want to associate with a larger group of people. Right. Well, that's the thing is everyone just feels a need to put a label on everything. Yeah. Like that needs a label, you know? And like even, I mean, people go so deep into this stuff that even like, I didn't know this was a normal thing, but apparently a lot of people like to give Jesus, (laughs) um, Jesus apparently has his own letters also from the test, like an NIFJ or something like that. And that's like a common... WWJD. Yeah, that's like a, a common thing that people like say about him. So Come this on. testing becomes like, you might, it starts off innocent, right? Like, oh, I'm just this. And then it becomes this huge thing. Yeah. Well, what shocks me even more is when people start to use these things for really, really big decisions in their life. Like I remember I was having a conversation with some people from church and they were talking about um, like the use of this in premarital. And I was like, "Um, are you serious? I'm dead serious. And it's like, okay, so we're basically saying, and this again goes back to the compatibility issue, where it's like people are really putting stock in this to say, okay, if this person took a test and they yielded this result we must not be compatible or we may be compatible. And then you start viewing the relationship through this lens of, well, we may not be compatible because this test shows up this way. You know, so we start changing our thought process based off of what we've been told off of these man-made tests. Now, I do want to preface this by saying, like, there are some merit in some of these. Like, the Myers-Briggs thing is based in psychology and they have, like, all these different types, which... Obviously, people have tendencies and there are things that are common between people. Some There may be groups of people that are more um, type A or whatever. It doesn't take a scientist yeah. to that out there. So not to say that there aren't personality types and people have different tendencies and bents. But like I said before, when you start making big decisions and you start incorporating these tests into big things such as premarital i think you're on a little bit of a slippery slope because you could be easily swayed into be making a terrible decision based off of a test that you took on the internet (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like honestly everyone's like like when i i took the quiz and at the end of it it was like are you just like so shook that someone finally understands you was like basically the thing and i was like No, I'm not like I literally gave you all these answers and you just gave like fed it back to me. And you're like, you're this way based off of you literally just telling me that when you answered this question. Like, aren't you shocked that I know who you are now? Like, yeah, I just don't get like. I just don't get the interest in it. Like, 
what is so exciting about getting an answer that you already knew you were going to get based off of what you well, I don't said think it's the, the I don't think it's that. What I think they're looking for is the bigger portion. Like after you get told your traits, there's this whole long section about how you interact in relationships, how you interact in friendships, how you interact at the workplace. There's all these like little templates that they lay out for you with your personality type. Let's say this is what you're inclined to do. And you're going to look at that and be like, man. I am inclined to be like or that. Or I'm awesome. Like they're telling me yeah. I'm the most caring person. Like I'm this yeah. and that. Like I said, it's like leaning into it and you're probably more willing to trust what the internet tells you about yourself than you're more willing to trust. Like you're less willing to trust what you actually know about yourself. And that's the big problem is, is we're deferring our personal responsibility. And this is ultimately, I think, my biggest issue with all of these things is we're deferring personal responsibility in so many aspects of our life. For instance, with, with what we were just talking about, about actually knowing yourself and how these quizzes aren't going to tell you anything that you didn't already know. Right. If we were really serious about understanding ourselves and wanting to improve the aspects of our life, we know what aspects we're lacking. We know our weaknesses. We know where we come up short. Yeah. And I think when we try and look for answers in that department and have it validate in certain areas, it's like, oh, well, of course I'm like, this This is why I have this. Uh, this is why I keep doing this sin or this is why I keep doing this mm-hmm. stupid thing. It's like, no, that's not why. We're doing those things because we're sinners and we need to be conforming our hearts to scripture and to Christ. So we need to take responsibility for our actions. And if we really want to improve, we need to take the proper measures to do that. The other big thing that comes to mind is just the complete absence of altering those personal traits. Mm -hmm. So you'll have like the weakness and strengths part of your template that it prints out for you and it tells you here's where you're weak here's where you're strong and i think a lot of times people use that as a scapegoat to get away with not having any accountability for their actions and doing things that are completely unbiblical and you'll see that a lot in relationships where people are like but this is just how i am and it's like no that's not just how you are you need to take accountability and you need to resolve those things it is not incumbent upon anybody else but yourself to take responsibility for the areas in your life where you are weak well, and you need to thing. address our them personalities are linked to our ways of sin like our <laughs> yeah. ways of sin so like yeah. all of us struggle with different sins and that's linked to our personalities and so the way the Myers Briggs talks about it is those those sins aren't really sins. Those are just like personality traits. Yeah. You know? Like things that are like, this is just who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like you were saying, it can get really dangerous to just be like, this is how I am. Like, and then you expect, like, if someone's using it for marriage and you expect your spouse to like understand you by researching your Myers-Briggs or whatever and to understand the way, you know, honestly, my whole point is like, why do you need to understand the way your brain works to make you think this certain way? Like, if you know you have a bent towards anger, there's no point in, like, I'm just this kind... Like, no, just fix it. Well, see, they want to be told that, so that way, like I said before, they're deferring the responsibility of addressing that action. Because if they're told, yeah, this is just who I am, this is my identity, I sometimes have anger problems, then there's no real need to fix it because they feel like this is just how I'm going to be. I understand myself now. And it's like, okay, if you want to take the test and you want to understand yourself, fine, so be it. If you come across those things in the test where you say, okay, this is who, how I am, now what? What's the next action? And that's what I think we need to focus on because there very well may be people who have taken the test and been like, wow, I really didn't really think about that aspect of my life like that. 
And that's fine. The Lord can use any means necessary to expose a sin issue or to expose anything in your life, a negative or a positive. But if that is the case where you come across something that begs the question, okay, so now what? Now we need to take the measures of addressing that thing. And I know we were talking before and they were talking kind of in the marriage relationship where it's like, but this is how I like to be communicated to. It's like, okay, there are levels to that where each person has their own communication method, but not all those communication methods and things that we want that our person that our flesh wants are beneficial for us. Mm -hmm. So even if you understand your partner's communication method or the way that they process information, we still have to be putting that through the grid of scripture for me like for instance my typical bent is to withdraw myself i know this about myself when i when there's conflict or i'm being mistreated or i feel like there's a disagreement my natural thing is to just shy away from it because Mm -hmm. i don't want to i don't i hate conflict i don't want to be a part of it but i've recognized that about myself and now i feel like i can make the proper changes to address it because that's not a good thing to do. If every time I'm talking to someone important in my life and we have a disagreement and I withdraw myself, what am I doing? Who am I helping? You know what I mean? So even if they know that about me, it's not their responsibility to address it. That's my responsibility. Well, you know, I think honestly, the way I think about it is as Christians, like, yes, we each have personalities, but our personalities change, like I said, based on mm-hmm. the sin that we fix in our lives. Yeah. And also just growing more like Christ changes our personalities <laughs> constantly, right? Like we, our goal Brother. is to constantly change our personalities to better yeah, them. Of course. And so I feel like when you read into this it makes you interested like oh like i like this person like this person's this this like this is a good per-. instead of being like okay like i know i'm this this and that way but here's what i want to be like i want to be here's what i'm aspiring like, to yeah exactly yeah. and like i've been thinking about that a lot like i'm reading a book and the lady said like you can either do good better or best and like that's what you should be striving for and that's mm. how it is with our personalities like yeah sure like i might be a good decent person but like i'm still not my best self like so yeah. everything i do to enhance my personality is to get to the best that i can be which is more like christ yeah so therefore getting comfortable in a personality and looking into it and just diving deep into it isn't really helpful for someone who's trying to change constantly for better yeah, that's one thing that Jordan Peterson, shout out Jordan Peterson, he's not a Christian, but he does have a lot of interesting insights about people. And one thing that he said on a podcast I was listening to is he was saying that one of the biggest problems with today's generation of people is that we're always telling people, you're okay the way you are. Like, you're mm-hmm. fine. Like, you don't have to change. You're okay. And he says, no, you're not. Like, I don't ever tell anyone that, like, oh, you're okay the way you are because you have so much time to improve and be a better version of the way that you are now. So when you tell someone, oh, you're fine the way that you are, then they just lean into that. And even if there are plenty of things that they can fix and address, they've been told from the day that they can understand what life is, you're fine that way. And that's not good for anybody. Right. I think people don't want people to feel bad about themselves. And yes, we should be like encouraging to each other. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're doing this, like this is great and all that stuff. But it's not wrong for someone like... It is a good thing when people see the bad in themselves. Yeah. Like it's amazing. I see my sin clearly and I see all the faults of my personality clearly. And that like as much as that's like a burden on us, right? Like no one likes feeling that way. It's a great yeah. thing to feel that way cuz then what comes after that? Improvement. Yes. As long as you're not getting comfortable 
in that fact and people get comfortable in that fact because everyone's like it's okay like you're yeah. the best you can be like you're doing the best you can it's yeah. kind of like yeah the vibe but that's like no you're not and that's so incredibly dangerous especially when it comes to relationships and close intimate relationships such as marriage or mm-hmm. um like boyfriend girlfriend relationships like when you start leaning into that space of i'm okay the way that i am i don't need to change you end up becoming a very narcissistic and selfish person Mm -hmm. because everything is about you at that point. Everything becomes about you because you're the way that you are. You're not going to compromise. You're not going to change for anyone. And that's going to lead to a very selfish and one-sided relationship. We're supposed to be giving up of ourselves, living with our partner in an understanding way, and meaning to compromise. Love is all about sacrifice. And if you just think you're okay the way that you are and you don't need to change anything or sacrifice anything, you have a very wrong mentality to enter into a relationship because that's not how it's supposed to be. marriage and relationships change you like they change yeah. your personality pretty much instantly like you start morphing into your partner and all yeah. kinds of ways you know so like it's kind of dumb to be like just like get this down about me and then we'll be able to have a better conversation it's like yeah. that's not how this works like you both change for each other to understand each other and then once you get to a certain point it's easy because you yeah. both have you know split ways in getting to that point yeah and that that's the beautiful part too is like kind of like you were saying before about understanding your weaknesses like isn't that the end goal of marriage is sanctifying one another right Mm -hmm. like if both of you guys are just like this is how i am and you need to understand it there's no way that you guys can sanctify each other and help each other in those areas where you're weak if you're just looking at this test and being like yeah uh, this is how I am, so well, like get you used said, to it. Well, like it's an excuse. Like, well, my brain works that way. Like, it's my brain's fault, you know? Yeah. Like, something's wired differently. It's like, dude, you're not you're not different. It's like, it, it, it's honestly like those girls are like, I'm not like most girls, <laughs> you know? Like, you know, it, it really does sound like that. And even, like, for me, like, I struggle with, like, OCD, like, symptoms, right? And if I leaned into that, then I could honestly blame all the horrible stuff I do on my OCD, yeah. right? right like oh i'm just so controlling it's my ocd like i can't help it like my brain is literally wired this way you know like i could mm-hmm. do that you but could. i'm not gonna look into ocd and look for ways to blame my brand i'm just gonna be like girl get a grip you know this is an issue so get a grip and that's <laughs> why i keep saying responsibility i everyone all the time myself included we're always look like our flesh is always looking for ways to defer accountability for our actions like this is our this is fine like our our personal self-defense attorney is always working to find ways to figure out how we can shift blame shift responsibility and sit and lean into our sin and our issues that we have Mm -hmm. and it's just so terrible when i see and hear people that are using these tests as fact because they're so inaccurate and when people use these things as fact it just becomes so dangerous and that's one of the other things i wanted to talk about too is the way that people address other people because of their tests Mm -hmm. right like it's one thing to start deferring responsibility and just you know you can turn into a real jerk or a real terrible person based off of your test and really leaning into it additionally the way you treat other people like the amount of times people ask like oh what's your personality type or whatever then they address you as that type you know what i'm saying even if it's not accurate like we both took it and we could go out and someone asks us today oh what are your letters oh enfja or something 
And then they know what that means. Like, oh, okay, so you want to be talked to this way. And then it can become a real issue because like, why that, are you talking to me like that? Yeah, it can become a real issue because if people start assuming the way you are and have all these presuppositions on what you're going to be like without even really knowing you, just based off of a test. Well, also someone like if someone responds a certain way, you're like, oh, you're an F. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, bro, please. Or yeah. you know, someone like doesn't get along with someone. It's like it's because you're an ass, and this yeah. person's a this, and it's like no, it's because this person needs to get a grip, and this person needs to stop being a jerk. It's called like, this person's a sinner, <laughs> and this person's a sinner, and they're both sinning. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like oh, your personalities just don't like mesh. You know, like any personality can mesh. Yeah. Like, especially within a Christian realm, there's no such thing as, like, yeah. you just can't talk to that person because they're an ass, and you just, you don't get along with those. Yeah. It's, it it's, it's so limiting, and it's putting everybody in these boxes, like we said before. It doesn't create a biblical mindset. It does not. As much as it's not a sin, it can be used to start sinning. <laughs> like most things. Like most yeah. things they're not inherently wrong, right? right? And I think it's it it is important that we do say like I said before like there are some interesting applications that you can have because like we said before there are personality types, there are personal things that people tendencies that people have, yada yada yada. There are some interesting good applications that can come from it. But with our flesh, our natural bent is going to be to invert that, corrupt that, and turn it for the worst. And I think we've seen that a lot and we've accepted it with things like this. And that's mm-hmm. where we need to become more aware. Because while they aren't inherently bad, that it is slowly but surely becoming inherently bad just on its usage. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important. Right. And I think it is, I think we should also talk about like, what are some good applications with it? Because, I mean, we've said a lot of things that can be negative, but I think it's really important because there's always two sides to every coin. And I know there's people that are super into this kind of stuff. And that's, it can be totally fine depending on your usage. So what mm-hmm. do you think are some good uses for things like this? I mean, I think it's a cool thing that like, I mean, some of the things are accurate, right? So it's like, hey, like, yeah, this is like kind of like, accurate to me and you can share that with people or whatever but it still shouldn't have such a huge bearing you know it's i feel like it should be more of a fun thing you know like i could totally see hanging out with friends and like reading your you know description and being like oh like what do you guys think is accurate like oh am i like this you know like i feel like it's it should be more of an innocent thing just not used for such heavier such heavy things if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like if it stayed in its rightful place we'd be chilling, you know, like it's just a fun thing to do and like discuss, but it shouldn't be something that you just spend hours thinking on and shaping your personality into what your letter said you were. Yeah. 100%. I think that is a good application. I think keeping it in the place of, um, conversation and wanting to learn about people in general. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, once you've already done your talk, once you've, engage in a relationship with someone or a friendship or whatever it may be i think you should be starting that process of getting to know them i think there are interesting aspects of how the brain works and obviously the brain does have functions that it does whether that's subconsciously or consciously like i know i did i looked into a lot of like different psychology things not that all of it's good because a lot of it's based in evolutionary psychology Mm -hmm. 
But there are certain ways like non-believers can come to really good conclusions about how the brain works and how things function. They don't they maybe aren't using the right method to get there, but they can still come to a correct conclusion about certain things. So there are aspects of it that are true. And I think using that as good conversation pieces and as ways to maybe identify certain things in people's personalities, it's not always a bad thing. Like you said, right. Keeping it in its rightful place. Like a serious, like you're this way. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, 100%. I just think people need to be, more aware of maybe some things with these personality tests maybe they're leaning into it too much Mm -hmm. maybe they're putting too much stock into it um right and i just i don't want people to think that we're just like bashing on it i just think it needs to be it needs to be in its proper place and we need to have more self-awareness with these things because I think right. a lot of the times it just leads to a lack of self-awareness even though that's the opposite of what these tests are claiming to be which is claiming to be make yourself more self-aware make yourself more aware of what other people are like I think it's really doing the opposite effect though for a lot of people where we're using these things to turn a blind eye to the areas in our lives that need addressing mm-hmm. yeah I think there's a lot of basic things like extrovert and introvert and we've turned it into some like deep study like <laughs> yeah well let's dive into it. it's like okay yeah. like you can <laughs> but like you know it's not necessary yeah because i mean as humans we're so flighty and we change all the time and we I think even Nikki time. said it, I think, earlier today when he was saying, like, some studies for these show that, like, if you take the test two weeks after your initial taking of the test, you'll life. get a different type. Yeah. It's like, that makes so much sense. Like, even if I feel like I took it tomorrow, if I listen to the right song on the way home, I might just answer some song, uh, the uh, answers differently. Right. You know what I, I mean? I mean, I was different than when I took it last time, too. <laughs> like, completely different. Like, yeah. I was an entertainer last time, and this time I'm a protagonist. Yeah. If you go through a breakup, you might answer the questions differently. If exactly. you get a new job, you might answer the questions differently. If you like, get your sin-in check, you might yeah, answer some like, questions differently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many factors that could change the way you perceive yourself at any given moment. Right. So I think we just need to be more focused on aligning ourselves with scripture, trying to become more Christ-like, and not focusing on these worldly labels and worldly standards that the world has given to us to latch onto and to take us away from becoming more Christ like because that's really what the devil will use anything he can to divide us from christ and this is such a good tool for the devil to take us away from our family and our identity as brothers and sisters in christ and as christ's children and i think it's so so important i can't stress this enough how important it is that we don't let these tests take us away from our root in christianity right i think it's important like, I feel like there's just better questions you could ask if you really want to get to know someone on a deeper level. Like, what personality traits are you working on to become more like Christ? Or, like, what oh, yeah. sin issues are you struggling with? And, oh, yeah. like, you know, what type of biblical woman or biblical man do you want to be in a year? Like, what is that? What personality does that look like? You know, like, yeah. those are things where I feel like it, it, inter- it we entered a new chat. Like, <laughs> it's way, way deeper, way more... Uh, applicable for a Christian and just more biblical mindset than 
the 100%. Like, don't let the world set the standard for what you should be or what you're looking for in others. Let scripture do that. I love that, what you said. Like, those questions are really good questions. I mean, there's so many amazing questions to get to the heart of people. And if you're really listening to people and really engaging and being present with people in your life, there won't be any shortage of opportunities to get to the heart of what who they really are Mm -hmm. like i mean i was just having a conversation with a really amazing guy at our bible study and there are just so many amazing opportunities and he's an amazing sharer like he's one of those people you ask him a question and he'll just really lean into it and like give you a really amazing answer and i Mm -hmm. love talking to people like that because they give you so many opportunities to ask like okay so tell me more about that or like how do you feel about this or like where have you seen in your life this change or that change and those are the conversations that really give you a window into the person's mind into the person's heart and into their heart for christ which Mm -hmm. is the most important thing so i think changing the mindset of let's find out what your personality type is versus let me know who you are person to person like let's find that out and let's let scripture who are you in christ that is the question not what are your letters who are you in christ and i think who are you in christ (laughs) not as catchy for clickbait but i i mean i might i might (laughs) but what is right donovan yeah so hopefully you guys enjoyed this conversation about i mean there's so much more that could be said and we may do a poll on this as well because yeah, i think we might get some interesting responses yeah. from you guys what are your guys' thoughts on it we would love to find out so hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode don't forget to leave a like a comment and then subscribe for those weekly episodes we will see you all on the next one